Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Welcome in, everyone, to this week's show. And before we begin, I'm going to ask have to ask all Ole Miss fans to take a, a deep breath. Just take a deep breath because the season is not over. Did you take a step back this past Saturday against Auburn? Yeah, it did. But take yourself a deep breath because the season is not over. There are games to be played. And, of course, everyone is looking to the game this Saturday as the Rebels will take on the Liberty Flames. Would Normally, when this game was scheduled back in the day, when they schedule these non-conference games, uh, you know, sometimes 10, 15 years apart or 10 or 15 years out. All of a sudden, you're looking at uh, everything now. It's uh, a familiar familiar face is coming into town. And not, uh, quite honestly, not a lot of pomp and circumstance, really. Hugh Freeze, head coach of uh, the Liberty Flames, served uh, in that same capacity in Oxford from, I think, 12 to 17 before it was an unceremonious departure. A lot was done under Hugh's uh, guidance. We'll get into that in the second half of the show. But Hugh Freeze comes back. More importantly for Ole Miss and for the Ole Miss fans, uh, the Rebels need a win, and they need to, to do that uh, with what we've learned maybe as a, a skeleton crew that's been practicing this week. We'll also get into injuries. By the way, Lane Kiffin is retweeting articles that – have pointed out that nine of 11 starters didn't practice this week. Uh, I think you can probably read into that exactly what I'm getting at. There are going to be plenty of Rebels that play on Saturday. You can bank on that. Excited about uh, some news to share with you. Uh, the podcast is joining forces with 247 Sports. And it was a big announcement today on uh, Inside the Rebels, or Inside Ole Miss, uh, led by David Johnson, the publisher and editor of uh, the website that covers Ole Miss sports for 247 Sports. And uh, we're excited to partner with them. Excited to jump on board with David and the crew. And it was announced today that Chris Brooks, who's, I don't think there's a coach throughout the state of Mississippi, maybe in the south, that doesn't know who Chris is. Not only is Chris a great reporter, uh, does a great job on the ground in regards to recruiting. Chris is a great person. So 
it was an easy decision for me when uh, 247 and David reached out to uh, to jump on board with them both uh, in a capacity with our podcast here and with our network, but uh, mainly just to, to be a contributor there on the site and to, to help them uh, with game day coverage and that sort of thing. So uh, just an honor. And we're excited to partner with the good folks at 247 Sports and uh, Inside Ole Miss and Inside the Rebels. So uh, a lot of fun things to come. That was one reason we're a little delayed today in recording. I wanted to uh, wait until that news broke. So uh, be sure and uh, log on to 247 Sports. Follow David on Twitter. That's at uh, Rebels247. At MS Gridiron is uh, Chris Brooks. And, of course, be sure. And uh, it's a great time to join the site at rebels247.com and uh, the Ole Miss affiliate of 247 Sports. So uh, a good opportunity for you to get all your recruiting news and that sort of thing. There will be a lot more to come down the, down the pipe. So it's, it's a good day to follow Ole Miss. It's a good day to be a part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Be sure and follow uh, the podcast on Twitter that's at Believe in Ole Miss. And, of course, that's part of the Believe Podcast Network. That's at Believe Podcast. On the second part of the show, where of course, uh, we'll hear a little bit from Lane Kiffin uh, about what happened with the Auburn game. We'll kind of, you know, run through that Auburn game. And then we'll also look ahead to the Liberty Flames. Uh, Liberty, of course, has had some success this year, and they've had some rough rough patches, similar to Ole Miss. But uh, we'll talk about how this game opened up. I think 15 and a half, and, and last I checked, as we record, it's down to eight and a half at some books. It's, it's really sitting around nine at a lot of books, so that's kind of where it's kind of sitting at. We'll kind of dissect what the Rebels need to do to get away from a win. As it stands, the Rebels fall to Auburn 31 to 20. Uh, they serve their second SEC loss of the year and their second total loss. Uh, down, I think, to 15 in the latest college football playoff, maybe 16, I can't remember. Uh, somewhere around 15 or 16. Six and two in the year, three and two in the conference. Auburn now kind of controls its own destiny. Six and two uh, overall. They're three and one in the conference. So uh, I, I think something's going to have to give uh, down the stretch. You know, Mississippi State has quite honestly probably be the, the three best wins uh, in the country. They've just got some terrible losses to Memphis and LSU to kind of put them back. So uh, Mississippi State had an opportunity to go on the road to Arkansas this weekend. We'll have a lot of questions answered there. Auburn's going to have to eventually face Mississippi State. They're going to have to face Alabama. Uh, you look at Texas A&M. They've got Ole Miss coming up in two weeks. So there are a lot of questions to be answered, but that's what makes uh, the, the SEC West an absolute uh, riot to follow, and, and it's so much fun. So as it stands for Ole Miss, they've got four games left. How are they going to finish? Uh, is it an opportunity where, Rebel, uh, where Ole Miss can run the table and finish 10-2 and two and – maybe a backdoor into an access bowl. Who knows? But it's going to be tough. I mean, you've got which I mean, everything that you thought w- would kind of be in front of Ole Miss now with all the injuries, uh, which I'm not quite sure who all is injured so far. You know, you just don't get straight answers. You just don't know. You just have to go off you know, what you're hearing from, from different people talking. So if Ole Miss can do what they're supposed to do this weekend, uh, then you've got a great opportunity. It's going to be a big game against Texas A&M. The Rebels are 7-2. two, 3-2 of the conference. It's a big game. Big game in Oxford, 6 o'clock. Should be a great crowd. And then, of course, you should probably beat Vanderbilt. So, if Ole Miss goes 3-0 and over this next stretch and has to face Mississippi State, it's going to be the biggest Egg Bowl since, gosh, I guess 2015. A lot of ifs. <laughs> I get that. 
you're going to face a really good Texas A&M team. Uh, I think Liberty is going to give everything they've got. I mean, I expect Ole Miss to win the game, but, I mean, don't you know Hugh Freeze has had this one circled? I mean, without getting into the all the, you know, everything that happened when he departed Ole Miss, don't you think he had this one circled? We'll see soon enough. 11 o'clock kick. Deuce McAlter's coming back. He and Dave Neal, along with uh, Andrea Carter, will have the call on the SEC Network. 11 o'clock kick. I'm really intrigued by this game. I don't really know what to think. kind of think Ole Miss runs the ball a lot. I expect Snoop Connor to get a lot of touches. I mean, I think Ole Miss has got better athletes. Who plays? We'll talk about it right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. You know, not been an issue here. Sometimes we haven't played well at times, um, you know, over the two seasons. But I, I don't know why that was. Um, but also, that's kind of one-sided because we did, after the first quarter, have good energy on defense. So, you know, maybe that's also a product of, you know, having some very valuable offensive players not playing and some guys that haven't played very much playing. So. You know, we had a lot of opportunities in the game. Our defense played well. Um, we did not play well on offense, especially in critical situations. And, you know, kind of like the Alabama game, you know, been the two games where we struggled on our fourth down conversions, and, you know, those are a big deal, just like they are when you make them. You know, they keep drives alive when you don't make them. You know, you don't get any points. So, um, you know, I'm very... You know, we research everything that we do and, and you know, I would say, you know, just like the book was very right in the middle on, you know, the fourth down um, on whether to kick, you know, when it is eight. So obviously we didn't make the fourth down, so we would kick if we could redo it. That's how it goes. But, you know, just kind of felt we had struggled on offense, um, you know, that it was going to take a lot to you know, make the field goal and then also, you know, stop, get the ball and move all the way down. And you're still going to need to score a touchdown. It's not like 
it is truly a one possession game that you're going to a field goal like a six point game so um you know is what it is that was Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin following the loss to Auburn 31-20 the Rebels go down uh, on the plains and come away with a loss and you know aside from the score I think the loss of the the number of players that Ole Miss was not able to play. And I think everybody kind of looks to the wide receivers, and I get that, with Braylon Sanders out, Jonathan Mingo's out, Ontario Drummond went down with a hamstring. You know, can Braylon Sanders play? We don't think um, Jonathan Mingo will be back for at least, I don't know, a couple of weeks. They said possibly October. We're now into November. So who takes those those plays at receiver? I mean, who who makes the play at receiver, I should say? Because a lot of the younger players have not stepped up. It's been Jacor Pearson, who, by the way, not saying I'm ready to give him the MVP of the year, but talk about making a comeback from a horrible game against Tennessee. He's really stepped up. Led the team uh, with seven catches for 135 yards, had the long of 29 yards. So, Jacor Pearson's definitely been a bright spot. And while I'm on bright spots, what about Casey Kelly? Seven catches, 81 yards, has been really good in the absence of Chase Rogers. Not quite the blocker that Rogers is, but what a pass catcher. Before Drummond was hurt, four catches, 39 yards. And then after that, it's just uh, just a bunch of catches. I really thought we might see John Rice Plumley a little bit more. We haven't. And, and, and look, I, I've told people this. I'm not a guy that, that, that beats the John Rice Plumley drum every chance you get. I, that's not me. But I did think with the injuries to Ole Miss at wide receiver, we might see more of him than we have. Running the football, you know, Lane Kiffin pretty much said whenever you put that many people in the box, it's very difficult when you don't have a vertical passing game. He put a lot on his wide receivers by saying that. I think I have a lot of questions. Or, or where are people like Quay Davis, Braylon Brown? You know, we we had heard he was injured, but he he's ready to go from all reports. Have they just not taken the step they need? Obviously, so. I think against Liberty, you have to run the football effectively, and we'll get into Liberty in just a moment. But I think in order for Ole Miss to win this thing comfortably, they need to they need to get at least three, two fifty to three hundred rushing yards on Saturday to win this one handily, forty two to fourteen, forty two to twenty one. I think the defense, oddly enough, is playing really well, and they're holding up in regards to injuries pretty well. Knock on wood, if you're an Ole Miss fan, but the defense has absolutely been the glue for this team the last couple of games. You know, I've said all along, this Ole Miss team, specifically against Tennessee and Arkansas, those are games that easily they lose in the past. But as leaky as this Ole Miss defense has been, they have not broken. They've leaked a good bit, but they haven't broken. It says a lot about D.J. Durkin, Chris Partridge, and that defensive game plan that they put together. And against the Auburn Tigers, three points in the second half. That's it. And they gave up 28 in the first. I get that. But but they, they're good for a, a pretty leaky couple quarters. But they've stood up when they've needed to. And that Ole Miss defense played really well. Question is, is will they play well at Liberty? Uh, with Liberty coming to town on Saturday. Malik Willis, we've heard 
to her blue in the face about me, Malik Willis. We understand he's going to run it. He's going to throw it. But, you know, I'll miss uh, face K.J. Jefferson. I think he's probably not, you know, not as big as Jefferson, but can spin it a lot better. So they'll have their hands full. They, they won't have the athletes that Arkansas had, but Willis can go. Let's take a look at the numbers. Matt Corral, 21 of 37, good numbers, 289 through the air. He did throw the one interception. And I can't remember, and I, and I promise you, if I could remember, I would give you credit for whoever said this. I was listening to a show earlier this week, and I cannot remember. But they made the comment, and I completely agreed with them, that should Matt Corral have not been hurt on the interception play, I think it may have been Nick Suss for the Clarion Ledger that said this. And I think he said this on Talk of Champions with Ben Garrett. If I'm wrong, uh, I apologize, but I think Nick said this that when Matt Corral last year, earlier in the year when he was not injured, the interception play is a play to where he tucks it and runs. In this case, he didn't tuck it. He threw it into coverage and threw the second interception of the year. So I think a, Matt, a, a healthy Matt Corral tucks that football, gets a couple yards, and uh, gets ready for the next, uh, the next down. In this case, it didn't happen. When Matt did go down, the good news is the freshman from Starfall High School, Luke Altmeyer, came in, played well. Five for five. I didn't throw it a ton down the field. Only got 18 yards, but was very effective when he was in the game. So that's something Ole Miss fans can be excited about. Credit Derek Mason. We knew that Derek Mason, the defensive coordinator for Auburn, would have a great game plan, and sure enough, he did. Stopped the Ole Miss running attack in its tracks. Uh, Henry Paris Jr., 12 carries, 57 yards. Snoop Connor, 10 carries, 47 yards. Did have the touchdown. And Matt Corral, 10 carries, 45 yards, and had the one touchdown. At that point, I think uh, Ole Miss was, was down – 28 to 10, I think, was the score. So uh, that was in the second quarter when Matt Corral was able to get the uh, the touchdown on the ground. We've already talked about uh, the passing attack, which it was not bad. It wasn't Matt Corral's best game considering how injured he was and how injured that wide receiving room has been. We talked about John Rice Plumley hasn't taken that big step up. I still think, and I don't know when this might be, but I think John Rice Plumley's going to make uh, I think he's going to step up in some game going forward for Ole Miss. I think he's going to be an integral part of the game. Just don't know what game that is. Haven't seen uh, the Jerry Ely we saw earlier this year. You know, the one that's this kind of you know juking and jiving and, and getting down the field, so to speak. You know, making the moves, being the Jerry Ely we thought he would be. I'm still not 100 percent sure that he's healthy all the way. Don't know what the ailment might be, but I just it just doesn't feel right. At the end of the day, Ole Miss falls short, thirty-one to twenty, and uh, they've got Liberty coming up. A real quick look at the Auburn numbers. Uh, Bo Nix was really good. You know, Bo Nix is really good at home. He's always plays well at home. Twenty-two of thirty in the air, uh, two seventy-six had the one touchdown on the ground. Uh, only carried it eight times for thirty yards. But Tank Bixby, man, he's good. We knew he would be good. 23 carries, 140 yards, and had the touchdown. Jacques Hunter, the uh, Mississippi product, 12 carries, 38 yards. So uh, Auburn uh, doing what it needs to uh, to get the W. And Brian Harson credit. Brian Harson, the uh, head coach for Auburn, with a nice game plan. And the Tigers come away uh, with the win. Now, taking a look at this Saturday's game against Liberty. Flames led by head coach Hugh Freeze, 62-17 winners over UMass. 
Let's be honest, UMass is a very, very bad football team. Uh, they come in with a record of one and six. They leave with a record of one and seven. So the Flames seven and two in the year, uh, four and two at home, and so uh, playing really well right now. Malik Willis is a player. Uh, the transfer from Auburn had a big game, nineteen to twenty-seven, three hundred seven through the air for four touchdowns, and uh, on the ground didn't have to run it a whole lot. Was Willis, but he is a dual threat quarterback. Eight carries for thirty-seven yards. One thing, obviously, one thing we know, head coach Hefridge really likes his quarterback. He also likes his defensive line. Uh, so something to watch for sure. Taking a look at the schedule, uh, open the season beating Campbell 48-7. to A nice win at Troy, 21-13. Uh, to They beat Old Dominion at home in Lynchburg, 45-17. to uh, The game a lot of people watched on ESPN. I think it was an early game. I think it was an 11 o'clock game. They are losers at Syracuse. Had a great chance to win that game. They lost 24-21 late. Uh, taking a look at uh, the remainder of the schedule, they beat Middle Tennessee 41-13. to the, the game that everybody's kind of scratching their head is ULM. Uh, that, that ULM's not a good football team. and In fact, I think they were a 30-some-odd point underdog. Uh, the Flames were a big underdog at ULM. They, they lose to ULM 31-28. Uh, they go on the road to face North Texas. That's in Denton, I think. Don't shoot me if I'm wrong. 35-26 to 26 winners over North Texas. And then, of course, they beat UMass 62-17. to 17. That game was uh, in Lynchburg at their home field. Uh, taking a look at uh, the, the stats, it, it, this is a team that um, they're going to they're gonna throw it as much as they can. You know, Taking a look at this offense, it's been the Malik Willis show this year. 1,986 yards through the air, uh, 684 yards on the ground. Uh, both those are by Malik Willis. When he goes to the air, he likes Demario Douglas. Wide receiver, 562 yards uh, catching this year. Has done a really good job. Has been uh, his number one target. 37 receptions, averaging 15.2 yards a reception in long of 70 yards. C.J. Daniels and D.J. Stubbs, his other two main wide receivers. Uh, let's see, Daniels, 456 through the air, 245 for D.J. Stubbs. When they're on the ground, of course, it's Malik Willis. He's got the most. He's attempted. He's got 126 rushes for 684 yards. We talked about it earlier. Uh, T.J. Green and Joshua Mack, his other two uh, running backs, along with Shedro Lewis. T.J. Green, 59 carries for 315 yards, averaging five yards a carry. Joshua Mack, uh, 81 carries, 309 yards, averaging 3.8 yards a carry. And then there's Shadro Lewis, uh, 56 carries for 256 yards, right at 4.6 yards a carry. Uh, Malik Willis comes in, nine rushing touchdowns uh, through the air. He's got some pretty impressive numbers. 21 touchdowns, only throwing six interceptions. He's 140 for 210 for 1,986 yards, completing 66% of his passes. Interestingly enough, averaging 9.5 yards uh, a completion. He's got a heck of a rating, 1.73.4. So, real quickly, the defense for Liberty. It's been the Story Jackson show so far. He's leading this team with 67 tackles, three sacks for 26 yards, and has one interception. After that, it's boy, it's a lot of folks that's averaging – or anywhere around 20 tackles to uh, 33 tackles. Uh, it goes down to Javon Shrugs. He's his next one, the safety at 47 tackles. So Story Jackson's had a great, uh, great season so far. Uh, three sacks, 26 yards, as we as we said just a moment ago. 
and a 67 tackle. So he's the guy on defense they're going to center around. They're going to try to stop this Ole Miss attack. And uh, real quickly, before we let you go today, uh, 11 o'clock kick. Be sure and check it on the SEC Network. Expecting a pretty good crowd. I haven't gotten an official announcement from the university. I do know the ticket office has uh, sent out a couple of flyers. Uh, the final three games, you can get them for as, as, as low as $50 a ticket. So three games for 150 bucks. So a great opportunity for you and the family. Maybe you want to bring a kid over uh, to get that three-game pack. I know the university and uh, the football team, along with Lane Kiffin, the players will appreciate that a lot. Expect a nice crowd, 11 o'clock. Supposed to be really nice on Saturday, so it should have a great game. So, uh, real quickly, before we go, on the injury front, Lane Kiffin never talks about injuries. Remember that. Well, talked about Matt Corral not playing against LSU. He obviously played. Now he's out retweeting articles that nine of his top – or his nine of his 11 offensive players didn't practice. So, take everything with a grain of salt. I think the Rebels show up. I think the Rebels play well, and I expect the Rebels to rush it for 300-plus. I think Snoop Connor's going to have a monster day. The question is, is what receiver steps up? I think there'll be one maybe we haven't heard from all year that makes a big play. I think Sam Williams plays huge. I do. He's easily the best defender, and I think he's going to be in the backfield all day. I thought the defense played phenomenal in the second half against Auburn. That gives this Rebel team a chance. So we started out talking about Rebel fans take a deep breath. Once again, Rebel fans take a deep breath. It's been a heck of a season. It's been a great ride. Four games to go. I think the Rebels finish nicely. I think they beat Liberty big. Enjoy yourself. And always, thanks for being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network, and now partnering with Rebels 247 and the 247 Sports family. We're so excited you're a part of the ride. Be sure to tell a friend. Subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, as always, you can get the podcast in all of the major platforms. Thanks, everybody. Once again, we'll see you after the Liberty game. It's Ole Miss and Liberty, 11 o'clock kick on the SEC Network and the Ole Miss Radio Network. As you listen to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.